1: From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. (laughs) That's some (laughs) interdimensional shit. (laughs) Wake up, Aaron.
0: This is only the beginning.
1: Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. And Welcome to tinfoil hat you know who i am you know i'm here to do i'm here to rock yes join me as always my man the myth the legend the one and only xavier guerrero what's up dude he is dealing with coronavirus <laughs> in english as a second language must not be easy dude and joining me always on the one and twos my good friend johnny woodard hey sam johnny how was uh how was north carolina
2: uh, exactly like it was uh, when I was five. So it's exactly the same. 1985 changed, was a, yeah. great year, right? yeah. a great
1: year, right? A great year. I hope you enjoyed that that. it. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, uh, what's your... At what's your,
2: Johnny Woodard hmm. on Twitter. J-O-H-N-Y-W-O-O-D-A-R-D. Johnny right. A. Woodard on Instagram.
3: And
1: uh, Xavier Greer, what is your special
3: xg marks the spot at any social media that's pretty much it
1: so guys here's what's going on man we got a very special episode for you uh i'm very excited to have our guest on uh it's gonna be a great show but before the show is brought to you by our good friends at manscape dude it's 2020 and you know what that means new year new me new balls all right yes men listen up harry bush's 2019 brother ladies don't like it don't get me wrong i go lady who's got a nice afro down there i don't mind it but the other way around is not good you gotta clean up your junk everybody okay do it for the ladies and manscapes makes it easy with their new grooming products okay you know me dude i'm armenian i got a whole forest down there i gotta go down there and i gotta go to work i used to nick myself cut myself bleed out, I had, I, I'd write wills every time <laughs> I was about to shave because I thought I might die. Okay, but not anymore. Thanks to our good friends at Manscaped. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, the La Mower 2.0, has uh, skin guard technology so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaped accidents are a thing of the past. And do not use the trimmer on your face. I wouldn't hate you if you did. You shouldn't. <laughs> Please use it on your balls, okay? That's just dirty. But again, again, my man area is probably the cleanest area on my body. Manscape has a crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put the odor on the smelliest part of your body? That's right. So get 20% off plus free shipping. Use the promo code TINFULLHAT at manscaped.com. Get it rocking. That's how it's good. That's, I, I have a feeling there was another read on that, but that's fine. Who knows, dude? Who knows? Guys, this is a very important show. Ah, uh, This is a very, very important show. Uh, as you know, we're in the middle of the corona epidemic or whatever we're calling it right now. Right? Yep. What, I don't know what it is. What is it? We don't know. We don't know. Whatever this is. But this whole thing is manufactured. And I'm very excited to have our guest on. She has a wonderful channel. Uh, she has a wonderful channel. It is called Helen of Troy. Uh, of Helen destroy. of destroy. Okay. Helen kind of destroy. Helen of. Dis- she's gotta be like, why am I not on this guy's show right now? Uh Helen of destroy. Please welcome to the show, Helen by whiskey,
0: by whiskey, by whiskey. Yes, I got it. whiskey. I got close, close. no. You're close. close hey, enough. you're closer than ninety nine percent of humanity. Thank Aww. you, dude.
1: Thank you, Johnny. You're off the show. Go away. <laughs> Helen. Oh, yeah,
2: I'm sorry you fucked up that name. My my fault. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, thank you. Uh, Good to be here. Helen, thank you for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your YouTube channel?
0: Well, um, I'm a journalist. The, uh, the the extinct species of journalist that actually covers news in a way that actually has some resemblance to what's going on. Um, try to get into the parts that are not being covered by everybody else because generally – uh, unfortunately, American media is kind of uh, a dead industry. So, if you're an American journalist and you want to communicate the truth to a large audience, you have to go with uh, like Russian media or other just not uh, American mainstream media. So I uh, mostly write for RT. I publish also with Global Research, uh, Progressive Radio Network. Basically anybody who, I, I don't uh, do the whole partisan thing. I'm kind of more about who has the truth and who wants to communicate the truth, to the largest possible number of people. I think it's our job as journalists to wake up uh, humanity to what's being done in their name, especially Americans, because we've got all the bombs and uh, we are being used as the excuse. So. Yeah, uh, my channel Helen of Destroy. I also work with a uh, investigative journalist named Vox, who is a very long history. Not to be confused with Vox.com, he was around before that, and he will be around long after they've dried up and blown away. But uh, he was one of the one of the originals as far as this whole like exposing the uh, ruling power structure goes. And uh, we're just working together to try to pull up the curtain on these uh, people. And I use that term loosely. So <laughs> glad to be I here. I like
1: where we're going. First of all, I want to talk to you about RT. News. I like RT News, you know, uh, during the whole, uh, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton kneecapping Bernie Sanders, that kind of got everybody really into, like, geopolitics political corruption which is crazy it took that to make that happen and rt news was a big part of that league camp was really breaking down how all the you know the exit polls didn't match uh what the results were and uh, you know the federal election committee was talking about how like if it's off by more than two or three percent it's election fraud and we were seeing it up to like 12, 13, 14%, and how there was this real pushback because it was RT News and it was Russian Tonight and people were going nuts. And, you know, I heard people calling Lee like a traitor. And I go, but but let's talk about the information. Is the information real? Is the information correct? And when I watch it, it is. So what's going on here? Why are you more? Yeah, go on. Sorry.
0: No, sorry. Sorry. It's all about shooting the messenger. I mean, that's what they do when they can't actually address the points that you're trying to make. They uh, just accuse you of being some sort of foreign agent or... Otherwise, just they they attack you because they can't attack what you're saying. And as long as they can't attack what you're saying, then that generally means that you're, if not right, then on the right track. They don't want to give any more exposure to the content of your speech. So they'll attack you as being affiliated with uh, the evil ones, whoever those ones might happen to be. Lee Camp is great. Uh, Really, I admire his work. He, He manages to package it in a nice, like, digestible way that once we have too much heavy stuff about corruption and evil people doing evil things eventually people just shut it off after a while because it's just like I mean it's insanely depressing so if you can't laugh about it then you're going to cry or you're going to scream or you're going to explode and so uh, he he makes it at least funny and uh, more people I think should be working along those lines but yeah
1: I, I find it just another example about how this country has Stockholm Syndrome And, you know, that they would rather hear uh, jaded propaganda than hear the truth because based on some sort of, um, uh, oh, it's Russian money or the Russians are trying to, you know, basically uh, make this country crash and burn. But I'm like, what if the information's real? Shouldn't you be more upset about the information than who's getting you the information? And a great example of that was, you know, the whole emails how people were more consumed with did the russians hack hillary's emails than what was actually in the emails it's like xavier is dating a girl and i go up to her hey man i have this picture of your girl cheating on you and you get mad at me going how'd you get that picture instead of what's in the picture yeah fuck her
0: yeah right yep that's Uh, So that's the shows how how much of a cult it is. I I consider Russiagate to be a cult, this whole idea of uh, Russians controlling every uh, aspect of the 2016 election, because in cults you see uh, they're called thought stopping techniques. If you don't want your cult member, your new initiate that you're trying to get. deeper into the cult, you tell them if they encounter information that uh, contradicts what they're learning now, what the the cult doctrine that they're learning, they need to meditate or they need to repeat a mantra or they need to do this, 60 jumping jacks, whatever the the thought stopping technique may be. And so for uh, Russiagate, the thought stopping technique is just when you encounter a information that disagrees with this whole Hillary Clinton is going to be the savior of America thing then you just say oh that's Russian propaganda or oh that's disinformation or oh just in, in general oh, that that's Russian uh, it's a useful idiot or a, a Russian troll or Russian bot so that's they've, they've just devised this way that people that their initiates their new uh, little uh, peons can just shut off all inquiry and yeah, you shoot the messenger and you just keep shooting and eventually seems somehow to work. I'm, I'm shocked that they're still doing this four years later. Honestly. I mean, it's, it's pretty sad.
1: Well, we, we call it goldfish syndrome. Basically these people are goldfish and they only see what's in front of their eyeballs and they don't remember anything behind them. You know, you know, I consider myself a conspiracy researcher, not a theorist researcher and you know we talk about we just keep score i just keep score and the reason this whole coronavirus thing just just reeks of something shady going on and it's not that there's no virus i'm not saying there's not a virus i'm just saying what is what is the the meaning of this being everywhere if if something's on cnn all the time Let's me go, something's going on. Because just in the last four years, we've seen whether it was grabber by the pussy, Russia gay, Ukrainian, uh pro quo, it just over and over and over again. And like this doesn't mean that I'm like Trump is a great guy or Trump is anything. I'm just saying, like, you know, uh uh, and the the ACLU regardless of whatever you think of them they defend even the worst of the worst when it comes to basic legal rights because you can't just pick and choose where you p- apply righteousness to and doing the right thing and that's the same thing with Trump if like we look at the FISA courts and all that stuff like this was 100% a violation of this man's rights regardless of what you think and if you just are you're willing to sacrifice the bad guys and look the other way Because that's all political correctness is dude It's like we have the set rule That we only apply to people we don't like But when someone we like Oh then we just turn the other way and we don't look No that's not the legal system And now that it's on CNN 24-7 More than ever, I think something else is going on. What is your thoughts on the whole coronavirus before we get into uh, event 201? What is your whole thought about the mass hysteria involved, the shutting down of everything? Not saying it's not a virus, not saying it's not doing a job on old people, which is horrible because we all have elderly people we love. But what's your whole thought about this 2020 coronavirus hysteria going on?
0: Well, so far it seems to be unfolding along the lines of there was the Rockefeller Foundation put out a simulation in uh, 2012, I think it was, or 2010, uh, around back there, uh, that basically laid out this whole, they called it lockstep, I believe it was 2012, but, um, oh no, 2010, sorry, uh, lockstep, and it was basically along the lines of this. You have a pandemic that shows up, uh, starts, they had it starting in uh I don't remember where they had it started, but they had it starting in uh, somewhere uh, overseas, and eventually China became the the exemplar that you were to follow their example. So uh, their, their whole authoritarian approach was looked up to by all the other countries around the world. And then the U.S. and other uh, supposedly democratic countries started clamoring for uh, authoritarian steps as were taken in China. And eventually everybody ended up embracing these things. And over time, uh, the governments were able to seize power and take powers that they might not otherwise have been able to take. And because people were terrified because of this uh, virus that was just killing people. And the thing with coronavirus is, I I very much think that there is a virus here. I'm not denying that. But it seems like this is being used to get a laundry list of all of the police state uh, to-do list that People, the whole never let a good crisis go to waste thing is very much in play here. Uh, this has been, people have had these lists of things that they want to do sitting around for many, many years, and they're taking this opportunity to just grab them. And uh, this, they write these simulations for a reason. They want to be prepared. It's not so they can be prepared with the emergency responses. As we're seeing, they're largely uh bungling the emergency response. If you look at how the CDC has reacted with, first, they wouldn't take the WHO's test, and then they, oh, they rolled out their own test, but it didn't work, and it was missing all these key component parts. When the, when you consider that they ran Event 201 back in October, and they were shown to be woefully underprepared, you would think, oh, this is a preparedness exercise. They're going to go and uh, prepare now. Well, no, then nobody did any preparing, clearly, between the, then and now. The, that's not what they were preparing for. They were preparing for the other things that they wanted to get. So this is all about seizing power, getting people to clamor for a police state crackdown, and uh, then the police state crackdown comes. And then once you have these emergency powers, have you ever seen the U.S. government give up emergency powers that it has taken? In no. I mean, everything that we uh, have to suffer through for the Patriot Act, we still have. None of that's going away. And so everybody who's clamoring to shut down NYC or lock down L.A. or all the other cute little hashtags that they have. Uh, be careful what you wish for because um, once these things happen, they don't unhappen. No, for sure. And it's like, I
1: think it's always amazing how it's the same people always tweeting the same thing. And it's like these blue check mark idiots. Like nobody watches CNN anymore, but yet for somehow their message gets out all the time. And it's on Twitter, and it's blue check dummies who are just putting out these things. And now it's like all these rich people being like, stay home. And it's like, it's always the same people, man. They don't question anything. But if they don't sit there and start looking at the history of like authoritarian oppression of government, like they have to really understand that like a lot of these people tweeting this are a uh, female. Uh, gay minority right and if you take a look at like in these countries where these these uh these very oppressive steps have taken those are the first groups that are truly affected by this that truly get marginalized by this but they're so quick to adapt this because it's almost like a herd mentality they see one person do it then all of a sudden there's just like it's it, and I see it in comedy all the time they cannot conform quick enough There's a race to conform. They always want to act like comedians or outlaws, but in reality, they're just, they're all conforming so quickly. And the same thing with this. I had a friend of mine who I love with all my heart. We were just watching her. She's doing a crying video on (laughs) Twitter, and I love her. I love her. And everyone's just going, What are you doing? And she's like, Well, you don't have to agree with me, but you don't have to shame me. It's like, Why are you putting out the video, man? Why are you doing, why are you telling, why are you telling people? to do the one thing that isn't right for them, and that is shut down the economy. Because that's, what, that's what's being, like, at first, like, oh, there's a virus, and it's not doing, uh, we got oh, it's a virus, it could kill everyone, everyone's like, oh, that sucks, but I'm still gonna live my life. And now, they, since you won't listen to them, they're forcing you to stay home and self-quarantine and all that stuff. And now we see, you know, one state's stopping gun sales. Like, nobody's saying anything about that. That's not good, man. It's like in these moments we have to pay more attention to our rights because like Helen said, once you give these up, there's no getting them back at all.
3: Well, Florida just passed yeah, that I 21 knew- overlock I told you about.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now in Florida, you got to be 21. I mean, you could, you, could, you could go to war at 18, but you can't buy a gun.
3: I mean, it's, it's absurd. It is absurd. Uh, yeah. It's so it makes me And so it weird. happened when? During this panic. Yeah. So no one noticed that. I didn't even notice it. Just someone sent it to me and they're like, dude, they're going after our rights. And I was like, didn't get no, no traction on It's like it's
1: news. almost too, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, is it almost like they're trying to tank this economy? Like, you know, you heard Bill Maher. They see like the super duper Hollywood liberal talk about how he wants the economy to tank. And how great it would be so they could get rid of Trump. Again, I'm not a Trump guy. I'm, I mean, like, if Trump does something I like, I say, I like, it. if Trump does something I find crazy, I call it out. Like his Zionist problem, okay? But I call it out. But it seems like Bill Maher and a lot of these people were really hoping for a tanking of the economy. And it looks like they're forcing us on us. What are your thoughts, Helen?
0: Well, the thing with the economy is that it's been inflated so, like, excessively since 2008. It's been an entirely fake. There's there's no substance to this bubble. Yes, it's a recovery, and obviously we needed an economic recovery after 2008. But our economy is largely based on smoke and mirrors and based on a bunch of guys in a smoke-filled room just agreeing that, oh, this is going to be valuable and this is going to be not valuable. And there's no we don't make anything. So, I mean, we make bombs, I guess, and that's about it. And <laughs> we had a tech industry for a while but then that's mostly been shipped over to Israel since then so it's like we don't really make anything to have this value to be based on and so the the economic growth especially uh, since Trump got into office he's been linking his value to the stock market since 2016 and so obviously when you have inflated this bubble so so much to make yourself uh, be the man uh, and very many people in America do believe he's the man because they've made a lot of money since he took office but you can't keep inflating that bubble indefinitely without it popping so i think I I think it wasn't just like the Bill Myers and the liberals and uh, the Orange Man Bad crew in Hollywood and the other centers of power that uh, wanted the economic collapse. Trump thought, perhaps, that he could deflate the bubble just a little, just to get a little bit of the excess value out, because right now the bubble was, not right now, obviously the bubble has deflated uh, significantly since then, but before the whole coronavirus uh, crash The bubble was just enormous, and there was no way that you could just keep inflating it, especially not until November. He's got to get reelected. How is that going to happen if you're inflating a bubble that's already beyond full? So he may have thought, I believe he thought that he could do a controlled, like, release of just a little bit of value. It's not looking so controlled anymore. I mean, today was just ridiculous. The the mechanism kicks in when trading has been open for a couple minutes. And it's not looking good for uh, the stock market. But... I think he thought that this was something that could be controlled. And uh, I think that in in this case, everybody who had uh, uh, some skin in the game as far as stocks went uh, thought that they could ride this one and cash in on it. And I'm sure that a lot of people did. I'm sure there were a lot of put options. I'm sure that there was a lot of short selling. And I'm sure that a lot of people came home a lot richer from this uh, red ink that has been dominating the financial section for the last several weeks. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's... Not good for the average person.
1: Well, Johnny and I, and actually we're talking about, uh, you know, Bitcoin. You know, I have some Bitcoin. And during this thing, the value dropped. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars I lost in this thing. And because everybody's selling off, which is like a big thing. So now Bitcoin's worth... You know, uh, you know, a month or two goes ten ten thousand dollars of Bitcoin. Now it's down to forty five or four thousand dollars, forty eight. So now you could buy two Bitcoin for the price one Bitcoin, and that's what people are doing. They're going, you know, Johnny was talking about that famous play by Rothschilds. They, you know, the British beat the French in the war, but they went back and told everybody that the British lost the war, and everybody sold their government bonds, and the Rothschilds came in and bought everybody and effectively controlled the uh money of england the you know the basically the monetary unit of england um i want to get into bill gates we saw bill gates step down during this whole coronavirus you know we've seen a bunch of ceos stepping down a lot of people think it has to do with some other stuff i think it's possible that they see that the petrodollar is about to die uh, uh, whether it's china Russia and other countries are getting off the petrodollar. There was a tweet somebody sent me that the, basically the agreement for the pet- petrodollar has, in fact, um, uh, expired. So that might be over. I don't know. But Bill Gates stepping down right now after he was uh, from uh, both uh, Microsoft and the other company it was associated with uh, that owns the or the patent on the virus, I believe. Um, it's kind of interesting. What's your old thoughts on Bill Gates stepping down right now?
0: Well, he's stepping down to get more involved in philanthropy. So, I mean, that right there should send people running for their bomb shelters. Like, this guy's idea of philanthropy, he's openly said that, like, his idea of solution of there being too many people on this earth is he's going to—more vaccines. We need more vaccines. That's solution to population control. How does that—I mean, he said the quiet part out loud, basically, but— Um, The the idea of Bill Gates getting more involved in philanthropy when his philanthropy has caused lots of sterilization, lots of, like, polio deaths, lots of suffering. Like, he's one of these guys who philanthropy uh, equals, yes, loving humanity, uh, loving his tiny section of humanity and uh, inflicting massive suffering on everybody else. I think he's just getting his hands deeper into this whole uh, vaccination as... uh, sort of a conduit for, I'm sure you have heard of the ID2020 program and what's going on in Bangladesh right now. They're putting out just uh, press releases about how they're injecting these vaccines that have these uh, little, Markers that can be read remotely, that have just one number on them and they can be uh, read into a central database. and it's uh, your your own biometric ID that you control. no, you don't have control over it. It's just been injected into you. and chances are they don't go around to these people in Bangladesh and inform them painstakingly of what it means to have this little thing inserted with you. It's not even a proper chip. It's just a little tiny thing, but it's uh, it's scary enough. And uh, if they're admitting that they're doing this, then the question is, what else are they doing? And uh, Bill Gates is deeply involved in all of this. Gavi is his little baby there. And uh, mm-hmm. we should be paying very close attention to what he does next.
1: And let's not st- stop with the fact that he a- has a tons of connections to uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh I mean he was BFFs with Epstein. Met with Epstein after he was uh basically uh agreed to uh pedophilia charges and you know had to do that whole uh legal system. He's still met after him after he's found guilty or not he uh what's it called Johnny he he agreed to uh he oh, man What's it called when you like don't Plend go to, to a lesser charge? Yeah, what's it called when you a bargain? plea bargain? He plea bargains, excuse me, to uh yeah uh a different charge, and he still was meeting with him after that. I, the rumor was he met with him when he was in jail the second time around. Uh, you know, it's like this guy's connected to some very dark art stuff. Yet he's still going around giving us lectures. We're still in interviewing him, and now we find out he's part of a company that owns a patent on the on this virus. And why is that important? Well, because if you own a patent on a virus, you also get paid if somebody finds a vaccine for it. So every time they use a vaccine, you get a percentage of whatever's paid for that vaccine. So not only do you have, get paid on the virus, but you get paid on the vaccine of, it, uh, of that as well. And I think maybe the press... It's gotten so much, and that the public uh, uh, feelings on Bill Gates got so much that they wanted him to step down from, from uh, uh, Microsoft. That's definitely possible. But the one thing that really blows me away, and then a lot of people hit me up and, um, about doing a, an episode on, and they sent me your video, so I was very excited that you were uh, available to do it, Helen, is uh, Event 21. Uh, excuse me, Event 201? What is Event 201?
0: Event 201 was a simulation that was run in October. Um, Basically, the lead players were uh, Johns Hopkins University and the World Economic Forum, Davos, which is, of course, where all the elites get together to play and uh, decide what the next uh, economic the situation is going to be for the coming year. And they make their various plans to control humanity and manipulate humanity. But basically it was a tabletop uh, sort of simulation of a pandemic where the situation unfolds very uh, disturbingly closely to what we're seeing now with this uh, covid-19 thing and it was a it was disease it came from geese in this version but it also it killed a similar percentage of people slightly more in this simulation but you know it could always mutate and get worse it did in iran and italy so um i mean we're we're looking at a very very close to what we saw in uh, in the beginnings of this real-life virus in this event 201. And uh, it had uh, featured members of uh, the leading companies in aviation. Lufthansa was there. Uh, Marriott Hotels were there. Um, uh, Chinese Centers for Disease Control was there. A uh, representative from Singapore's Sovereign Wealth Fund, I believe, was there. A lot of the players who are involved in this thing in real life were there. And uh, this was just months before the first cases started surfacing in uh, Wuhan, China, where the first cases that we publicly know about started surfacing. And of course, it's not really certain whether that was where the disease originated. That's what they're all saying. But they were all saying that it happened at this market. And now it's been sort of conclusively almost demonstrated that it didn't happen at this market. The earliest known cases had no exposure to the Wuhan seafood market, as gross as we find these uh, wet markets where live animals being butchered. Um, When you look at what the alternative is for a country that parts of it at least didn't have refrigeration until very recently, this is actually the more sanitary alternative, because otherwise you've got, I mean, who knows where this meat came from, what it is, uh, how long it's been dead. Uh, It's actually, I mean, it's the lesser of two evils. I'm not a big fan of the whole meat eating thing but uh, this, that's really beside the point and it's just used as another way for the west to look down on china and it, it, they they really count on our uh, our just disdain for uh, the chinese We've, they've been relentlessly demonized so much in our media that it's pretty easy for them to be made the enemy and uh, oh yeah they they finally made a, a high security bio warfare lab and oh it must have leaked out of there because like they don't know how to handle uh, high security uh, bio weapons. Oh wait, no, we're the only country that really has a, a bio warfare program. We're the only country, at least, where our own scientists have come out on the record and said in the media that you know we're really concerned about these things that DARPA is doing with these uh, researching back coronaviruses and stuff. Like, there's no uh, defensive application for these projects. This is obviously. Uh, offensive capabilities only like there's there's no logical reason why anybody would be researching this stuff unless they were going to weaponize it and use it against somebody else nobody else has this stuff this is this is the u.s just you know we have uh, too much money in the in the military and it's all being used to f- invent new and exciting ways of killing people yeah Large it's unbelievable now uh the the
1: the company that supposedly owns the patent uh, and i could be wrong here but the the, the company that owns the patent on the coronavirus <laughs> Berkshire Hathaway board I believe that's the company what that uh owns the I believe that's the company that owns the patent he's a board member on that I he's one of many people that own the uh the the uh patent on the uh the the virus itself and it's out of this out of this high this one lab in Wuhan uh, and that there was eight different stories about how it came out, but it seems to be this is all playing out uh, according to how this event 201 wanted it to play out.
2: Berkshire Hathaway, that's Warren Buffett. He's the CEO of uh, Berkshire Hathaway.
0: Yeah, it's Warren Buffett's. Uh, yeah, but isn't company. that the
1: company that owns the the
2: patent on the virus? Yeah, if you say so. I Yeah, but I'm just saying that's Warren Buffett's uh, company.
1: Yeah. Well, I, that's why I, I believe I could be wrong. I'm sure I'm going to take a beating Well, him it. and Bill Gates are BFFs. I mean, that would make sense. They're, yeah, and you know, and here's the whole thing that I'm learning during this stuff. If you're portrayed as a really, really swell guy in the media, you're probably a scumbag, right? I mean, you're probably a scumbag. And I'm starting to wonder if Buffett's like that, too. You know, like, everyone's like, he's going to give away all of his money by the time he's dead. But, yeah, he's always associated with these dark arts thing. We definitely know that about Bill Gates. Um, we know that for sure, all the stuff he's dark arts associated with. But let's get into event 201. What happened at this event? Like, what, what, what were some of the things that they discussed?
0: Well, they discussed uh, how they actually spent a comparatively small amount of time discussing on the medical response to this uh, illness, which you would think would be the focus. If you've got a pandemic that's killing large quantities of people, you would want to talk about medical responses and or even like quarantine responses or how, how best to like manage people so that the fewest amount of people got sick. But uh, that really wasn't what they spent most of the time on. They spent most of the time talking about, well, how can this, how can businesses be leveraged in this? How can we uh, protect businesses? How can we protect businesses' profits? How can we manage the need for airlines to continue uh, traveling people everywhere, and uh, with, with the need to, you know, protect people? Protecting people was always kind of a footnote. And then, of course, the the, the part four, which was the most uh, telling part. Which I don't know if that was the video you saw on my channel, but uh, talking about how we need to control information because uh the infodemic is the pandemic is even worse than the pandemic actually the the infodemic all the misinformation and disinformation that's going on about this. We really need to crack down on unauthorized uh, transmission of information because somebody might hear something wrong and uh, we we don't want that. So it's like, is this a killer disease or not? Or are you focused on like people watching unauthorized or non blue check, uh, the YouTube equivalent of blue check uh, YouTube channels? Like yeah. <laughs> it, it's really, because this was this was in real life too. This wasn't just an event 201. As soon as this uh, disease came onto the world stage, there were all these articles that came out about, oh, it's an infodemic. And, oh, we need to be careful because disinformation is everywhere. And it's like, wait, isn't this disease killing people? Like, we should be more concerned with that. But, yeah, it was mostly the uh, event 201 focused on uh, corporations and how they could uh, protect themselves from any sort of bad things associated with this disease, or rather how they could cash in on this disease. It was a lot about uh, cashing in and managing risk and uh, just, you know, in general, protecting the bottom line, the all-important bottom line.
1: This event was hosted by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Okay. It was a high level pandemic exercise. They basically tried to play it out and see how it would play out so they could control the whole thing. It's unbelievable.
2: And by the way, I think I remember, I think it was Dr. Shiva who was talking about. It was Perbrite was
1: the... Yeah, Perbrite. That's yeah. it. My apologies. It was not that company you guys said, but it's Perbrite. Berkshire Hathaway, not
2: Berkshire Hathaway, Perbryzer. Yeah,
1: Perbrite. So my apologies. I mean, Perbrite is the one that owns the thing which he is on the board of. Uh, Bill Gates is on the board of that as well. Uh, and it's basically how can we control this? And then, you know, forever we've been hearing about how... Uh, They've been wanting martial law forever in this country. I mean, like, as a conspiracy researcher, you know, Alex Jones has been talking, you know, they're going to do martial law forever, forever. And we could like, say whatever we want about martial, about uh, Alex Jones uh, for some of the crazy. I mean, he's the guy who's been talking about chai comms forever. I know we all have our opinion on uh, what kind of clause... um, you know, Israel has on the government. I mean, Jared Kushner, to me, is a foreign asset for Israel in the White House, for sure. And if you ever watch that Dirty Money on Netflix, the dude's a scumbag, okay, uh, he's he's there. But, you know, Alex Jones has been talking a lot about chi and I feel like this is something that has very much uh, validated him because, like, this seems to be... You know, I hate to say it, and um, this is Sam speaking, not Helen, but, you know, it almost seems like this is being done purposefully. That this, you know, they have this event, Event 201, where all these people talk about, what if there just happens to be a pandemic or epidemic? Just maybe, and let's just say the coronavirus is it. Let's just, let's just spitball here, and uh, this is going to happen. This is how we're going to control this. And then, wow suddenly it just happens to play out
0: like that. And how we can control yeah, the... but this is the... This is the, the Chinese. I mean, I have to interject here because the, talking about the ChaiComs and Alex Jones has always been pointing in the wrong direction. His whole thing is misdirecting. I mean, he, he is at least getting people to do some research for themselves. I suppose maybe, but no, actually, they just listen to him and say, "Oh, the ChaiComs are the evil ones." No, the Chinese here were the uh, the target. This is a U.S. bioweapon, probably with some Israeli help. I mean, there's Israel's fingerprints are all over this for sure. But uh, oh, wow. no, the ChaiComs, no, the ChaiComs is. So so, so. A distraction. But the like, only reason not, I say uh, that, not hold on,
1: Helen, the only reason I say that and you can, uh, and listen, man, I have no problems with being wrong. I have no problems with information being presented and Sam going, you know what? And yes, I did refer to myself in third person. <laughs> uh, I, I, and I'm like, okay, I was wrong on that. The only reason I think that there is some situation where the Chinese government this has kind of helped the Chinese government. Is we've seen protests in Hong Kong go away. We've seen a lockdown. Uh, this is we have a trade war with China going on right now, and this has allowed them to completely stop production, and that has fucking basically grinded Wall Street down to a halt because no one's pr- no one's producing anything. So I mean, there is no Hong China Kong protest right producing now.
0: Anything. Well, right. See, no one in China is no one in, No one in China is producing anything either. I mean, China's economy well, what I'm is uh, not yep. doing well right now. And the Hong Kong protests were kind of like a U.S. sponsored event anyway. So it's like, I, I don't know. I'm, there were there were legitimate protesters in Hong Kong. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, the The general uh, impetus of that protest, the the protesters got what they wanted. They got the extradition bill uh, retracted. They got uh, they got a bunch of uh, their original requests, and then the original protesters, I think, went home because they mission accomplished. And so the the only ones that were left by the time the plague came along were the uh, U.S. sponsored, State Department backed ones. I mean, Joshua Wong is pictured with uh, Julie Iade from the State Department, yeah, 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 yeah and with I know. all these other like U.S. regime change assets, like. Um, the White helmet guy, and there was another one that he was pictured with. I'm, my mind is uh, not, not working too well. It must be the coronavirus, but... Um, <laughs> he's pictured with these, like... All of these really shady characters. And it, it, I'm sorry, that there was nothing authentic about this person. This is a U.S. Uh, grown-in-a-vat somewhere in Langley, Virginia, uh, placed carefully to uh, lead the Hong Kongers in their uprising. They're, they're waving around British flags and singing colonial anthems, like... This is, not, this is not an organic thing that Hong Couldn't Kong residents more. want. Oh, Couldn't agree want more. Oh, want to be a British colony again. Yeah, that, that was right. really
1: great. Right, right. Yeah. But, 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 it was, it was the Chinese, regardless of whether it was, and this is just a discussion. This isn't like, you know, this is just discussion. Uh, it was a problem. For the Chinese government they didn't want that to spread they they were we saw through videos they were cracking down pretty hard on the Chinese uh, protesters I mean they were Hong Kong wasn't happy with the kind of the slow 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 uh, um, taking away of their freedoms over time. To bring kind of Hong Kong into the rest of mainland China, uh, and that's what the pro- now one hundred percent I believe that the CIA was behind it. Just like I believe most of the protests around the world involve in some way uh, the CIA trying to cause up uh, uproar and unrest and to destabilize areas. Not all protests, but a lot of protests. You know, I mean, especially in like Venezuela. You know, a lot of those people were protesters. A lot of the people trying to kick out the uh, president out there, you know, CIA back, 100%. But it was a thorn in the Chinese government uh, uh, into their whole trying to control uh, the population. I mean, you're talking about a giant population, too. We're talking like 1.5 billion people, right? And you know they're using
3: that, like she says, don't let a crisis go to waste. You know they're using that on their people, on those protests that weren't stopping
1: protesting. Anybody...
3: I mean, With like, crazy blog is going to be taken out.
1: China is like trying to control 1.5 billion people. You don't want anybody getting the herd upset.
0: So that's all I'm trying to say. I, I You know, there is something. This yeah, tri- It's just that... The- the the, the the thing with the with the with the protesters in Hong Kong is that, yes, there were the ones that were organically doing it, and then there were the ones that were not. And like I said, that these uh, the, the, what they all, the legitimate ones had had gone home. and the as far as the Chinese uh, cracking down, the protesters were beating the crap out of uh, Chinese people. It was not uh, the the Hong Kong police were actually extremely restrained. If you look at what the Hong Kong police were doing, uh, to the protesters, and you look at what American police regularly do to protesters. Couldn't agree I'm sorry, more. There's no contest. Who's the police state here? That this is American police will shoot you for the stuff that Hong Kong protesters were getting away with. So this whole idea that the Chinese were being oh mean and evil and oh they 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 needed this plague to come along to stop them because international opinion was against them. No, uh, U.S. opinion was against them. Yes, because the U.S. was sponsoring this whole thing. But if you look at the the Hong Kong police, uh, how they behaved compared to how American police behave. Or even how french police behave i mean this uh, france has been loving this coronavirus thing because while there are still yellow vest demonstrations going on uh their people are even less likely to c- cover them i mean it's been a mostly a media blackout since since the first few weeks Couldn't agree but more. um the, the french police are just uh, horrible with this They're shooting people in the eye and stuff like now this is yeah. this, the, the hong kong police were uh, benign
1: I, I I think the Hong Kong police, I think the police, Chinese police were a little bit more brutal, but that's okay. I mean, agree to disagree. You've probably done more research than I, so I have no problems with that. I think the French, I think France wants this virus to f- have people go home doesn't look like that's working. I mean, like, uh, he, uh, again, this is a conspiracy show. And, you know, I mean, if you look at what Trump's tried to pull out, he's tried to get out of these uh, these trade wars. Would you agree on that? At least we tried to get out of those trade wars with China because, you know, they are tariffing us and we could not tariff them, which is the most ridiculous. Re- I didn't know that up until recently that they could send goods to us. We didn't tariff them, but if we send goods there, they tariff us, which is a total incentive to move all industry over there to build. I mean, it's just, it's built in. It's, it's the people making the deal are the ones probably who own the corporations, which is like, oh, we got to move our companies there because they're tariffing us. And then if you take a look, I mean, like, and this is, again, this is Sam speaking, not Helen, because she's probably going to think I'm crazy after this, which is fine, because she'd be just like everybody else in my family. Um, I, uh, You know, the, the, the pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord cost a group of people, the Club of Rome, trillions of dollars we've done episodes on it that wasn't about curbing carbon uh emissions that was about taxing it buying credits and kind of like uh, 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 you know, big pharmaceuticals—they don't really want to cure you. They want to keep you as a uh, as a uh, customer or uh, you know as a patient for the rest of your life. And that's what this was. It wasn't about cure, stopping people from emitting CO2, but it was actually just making them buy more and more and more and more and more credits, so that this one group, the city of Rome, uh, the group, uh, the uh, group of Rome would uh, get more money. That's my opinion based out of Italy. uh, And uh, Italy's getting hit hard, obviously. I mean, they have the oldest population in Europe, okay? I mean, that's a big reason Italy's getting hit hard is because if you look at the median age of these people who are dying, not getting it, okay? People can get it, man. Nobody's saying they can't get it. People can get it. We're saying who's dying from it? And that is the median age In Italy is 80 years old. Boom. Here we go. I mean, I'm just saying it's very unusual, man. It's very unusual that this, that these two places which have giant uh, problems with the United States are the ones that get hit the hardest. That's just me. I don't want to put, this is not. go, Go on. Sorry.
0: It's it's not even that those two places. It's Iran was getting completely pummeled. I mean, the the, the lots of pol- politicians, uh, the, several people in their parliament. I think more close to two dozen people in their parliament. Uh, it's. Uh, it, I mean, I'm not a coincidence theorist. Let's let's put it that way. People call people like conspiracy theorists for noticing patterns in world events. And uh, you have to be some kind of unhinged coincidence theorist to believe that, oh, this virus just happens along after the U.S. hosts a pandemic preparedness exercise and, oh, it just happens to hit, like at least two. I mean, I'm, I'm not completely sold on this idea that Italy was a deliberate target of the U.S. because I can think of a number of other countries that the U.S. might have preferred to target first, but it's also possible. I mean, I've heard I, as a theory that, uh, that there's enough closeness between the Italian and Iranian genotypes that uh, this gen- genetically targeted virus, which uh, studies have shown by actual scientists who compare the uh, lung uh, tissue of Asian male and uh, other different ethnicities uh, looking to see these uh, the the type lung cell types that are found in great abundance in asian males that are not found in other uh, races and ethnicities Uh, this virus targets an enzyme that's produced by these cells that asian male lung have in abundance. And so I'm sure that if you examine the genotype of an Iranian and or an Italian, you will find some sort of matchup between that and uh, the virus itself. Now, there are two strains of virus that they're discovering. Uh, the one is a lot more virulent than the other. And that's why we're seeing such high death rates in Iran and in Italy. I think they, they, they both seem to have this. Uh, extremely virulent type and as for the club of rome and the whole climate change thing yes the uh the carbon exchange thing and cap and trade and uh all of these the carbon offsets thing i mean this is entirely this is weaponizing the concept of climate change in order to salvage a collapsing world economy they're not interested in saving the planet they're not interested in uh saving endangered species or stopping the the icebergs from melting and uh no, they really couldn't care less. They just want to milk the last few uh, spare dollars out of every nation's economy that they can and just get get it all. But while there's still anything to be gotten, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that the climate isn't changing. I think it's pretty clear at this point that uh, the earth is heating up for whatever reason. But um, I, don't, I don't see that... Uh, cap-and-trade or carbon offsets is going to do any job of heading that off. When, when you see a, a Monsanto lobbyist <laughs> working for, uh, well, I guess now it's Bayer, but when you see a Bayer lobbyist saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have zero emissions by 2030, yeah, I'm sure that uh, Monsanto, I'm sorry, Bayer, they, they, they can call themselves Bayer all they like, but they'll always be Monsanto to everybody attention. I just call them the Nazi people. Attention yeah they they're they're not uh, they're not working for the environment. let's put that way. So anything that they're doing, you can generally look at that and say, hmm, what are they doing? is is uh, is a uh, carbon offset? Is that a good thing? oh no, Monsanto's doing it. okay, let, let's not do that then. Yeah, let's not.
1: So, I looked up this page on the Event 201 and says Event 201 scenario. The Event 201 simulates an outbreak of a novel zoonotic coronavirus transmitted from bats to pigs to people and eventually becomes effectively transmittable from a person to person, leading to a severe pandemic. The pathogen and disease it causes are molded largely on SARS but it is more transmissible in the community, setting people with mild symptoms. So here we go. You already have the layout that they go, it's from bats, which we now know isn't true. Welcome your cat. We love cats on the show. Cats are a big part of the show. The more the merrier. So there is it. it's laying down the scenario, which we already know is not true. The disease starts in pig farms in Brazil, quietly slowly at first, but then it spreads more rapidly to in the healthcare settings, when it starts to spread effectively from person to person in low income, densely packed neighborhoods of some of the mega cities in South America, the epidemic explodes And first exported by air travel to Portugal, then the United States, and then China, and then many other countries, which is interesting because it kind of went the opposite mm-hmm. way in real life. Okay
0: yeah it's actually avoided most of the global south which i found interesting like there have been articles written about this like why is this not devastating africa we really wanted it to devastate africa they didn't say that part out loud but it's just like normally they expect to be able to sort of uh, concern troll the various third world countries in the global south and they haven't really been able to do this it's not uh taking root in africa for whatever reason how's latin america we haven't have
1: we heard anything about latin america not, getting it's hit It's not
3: as crazy my mom nope. my mom went to mexico and she's like did Everyone's hanging out, chilling. They haven't closed down anything, which makes no sense. If the United States is closing down shit, wouldn't you think Mexico should be right after that yeah, being like, yo, my dad does, says it's...
1: It just makes me think there's something more going on. If uh, blah, 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 here we go. Uh, although at first countries are able to control it, it continues to spread and be reintroduced and eventually no country can maintain control. There is no possibility of a vaccine being available in the first year. There is a petitional Fictional antiviral drug that can help the sick, but no significant, but not significantly limiting the spread of the disease. Interesting, dude.
0: Interesting. It's just interesting. Yeah, that's one. Sorry, that, that's one of the questions that they ask in the in the beginning of the simulation is that, well, we have this this uh, drug, but right now we're using it to treat AIDS patients, and we don't have an, enough to give it to everybody. So do we want to keep treating the AIDS patients, or do we want to, like, screw the AIDS patients and uh, give it to these people who have this disease? And it's just interesting to hear them, like... Just openly debating over let let's see what what is the hierarchy of victimhood here? Does, does anybody still care about AIDS? Is AIDS bringing in a lot of money these days in our <laughs> fil- fil- philanthropic scams? Oh well, not 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 enough. Okay, well screw the AIDS guys. Uh, we have uh, we have a new what are they calling it? Car- carp or not carp? They, they have a four letter acronym for for the disease that they use in Event Two Hundred One, but starts with a C. Sounds kind of like carp,
1: but it's not carp. <laughs> hey, it's okay. We're allowed to make, make mix up words here. That's my game. Um, I find this very interesting here. Okay, the scenario ends at eighteen month point with sixty five million deaths. The pandemic is beginning to slow due to decreased number of number of success, su- susceptible people. Man, uh, the pandemic will continue at some rate until there is is an effective vaccine or until 80 to 9% of the global population has been exposed from that point on, it is likely to end the childhood disease. It's so interesting, dude. There it is. 65 million deaths. What what was bill? uh, Was bill Gates been going around talking about all the time? Oh, there's going to be something's going to come around. 60 million people are going to die. 60 million people. This guy's like Babe Ruth, just calling out a shot. He wants half the he, population. He wants more than
0: that. He, he's yeah. He he wants a large quantity of the population to go. Oh, sixty five million is uh, pocket change for this guy. Like, and it's funny because after after people started discovering this event two hundred one after this d- real life disease started showing up, they had to put a disclaimer on the website saying, "Well, you know, we don't actually know that sixty five million people were going to die, and yeah, this is this is just you know pure speculation. We had no idea that this was going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah. it, it's it's really <laughs> oh. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's- 10 million people. Gross. Really gross. What's what? 10 million people. Yeah.
3: Well, about 10 million. That's what he had said for sure. Oh. That's and what he had predicted.
1: And then there's a psychic that predicted this. You see that? In two, uh, There was a psychic. Oh, no that, I didn't yeah, there's a. You're book. talking
2: about Sylvia Brown. Yeah, a portion of that was from. There's a fake version of that and a real version of that are going around. So I'm not sure which one you're about to reference. But End yeah, it was of Sylvia Day's Brown predictions
1: the and prophecies about yeah, well, in the world. Yeah, in it, 2008. there's
2: one with two pages, and that one's fake. The one with one page is the the, the legitimate. In
1: one. around 2020, of severe flu-like, uh, the one that illness.
2: mentions Wuhan, that's fake, uh, but. Book. Oh yeah, the one that there's a that's that's from another book. That's yeah. the original yeah, one. Yeah, but that some came people out. have been putting those together yeah. and passing that around as they're both from Sylvia Brown. But yeah, the Sylvia Brown thing is this striking. One. Yeah, yeah it's I striking. found it. Yeah, it's the
3: one right there. It says in around 2020, right there. Yeah, yeah Sylvia yeah. Brown and the yeah. days.
1: Yeah, end of days. So she's a psychic, and then there was a book that was written.
2: She did say that it will disappear as quickly. It
3: as will show up and yeah.
1: then disappear, then come back later. Yeah.
2: Well, because they
3: said that the that the heat would make it go away. Yeah, they're now they're saying that that's bullshit.
1: Yeah, oh, dude, everything is BS.
2: I think Trump just kind of was hopeful on being hopeful on that, kind of wishful thinking.
1: What that would go away? They'd go away. Yeah, because you hear that, like, oh yeah, you know, flu season. Gets- well, isn't there something that Wuhan's <laughs> yeah. back to where it is, like back to? normal somewhat people are
2: well, going that's back the, to work that's what the government's saying so that's uh, what they're in china
0: saying yeah. i mean it's anybody's guess whether that's actually true i mean i'm not going to be jump on the whole let's demonize the chaikom's train but yeah. i also think that china has every reason to sort of pr- project a an image of recovery and everything and perhaps they are actually recovering i mean they certainly have Crack down as far as quarantines go. If quarantines work, everybody's praising them for the quarantine, just like it said they would in the, the Rockefeller Foundation Lockstep <laughs> simulation. Which, like, I, I wrote that whole article about how Event Two Hundred One is getting all the press, but Lockstep isn't. And Lockstep was definitely the uh, the blueprint for Event Two Hundred One. I mean, right down to oh yeah, China did so great. Everybody should do like China did, and all oh, the people are going to cry out for police state repression. And sure enough, you got. Shut down NYC, trending on Twitter, and you see pictures of like people out partying or whatever, and people like blue checks and blue check wannabes saying, Uh, "How dare they? Oh, that's really slimy. Oh, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. We need a quarantine." And do you realize you're calling for your own imprisonment because like that's really gross. Like, don't do that.
1: What do you think as a reporter? And you do some great work. What do you think is going on with the blue checks? Why do the blue checks seem to just always fall in line? Like, is it just like, again, they just can't conform quick enough, but it's like, it's always along the lines. It's always the, it seems like blue checks, it's these like s- stars upon thars, right? You remember the old Dr. Seuss book where some people had stars? Sneeches. Some sneeches had stars, some sneeches didn't. And this was like kind of a battle between. So, you know, you get a blue check. Johnny, as a blue check guy, uh, w- <laughs> is there kind of some uh, uh, like uh, like pressure He's to kind of follow?
2: None whatsoever. No.
1: Follow the lead? No, it, you, I,
2: honestly, you want to get down to what it is. It's mo- organi- large media organizations. I got my, mine through McClatchy. They have contacts at Twitter, direct contacts. And, and General people in public will never have a contact at Twitter. You can't get t- you There's no way to get anybody on the phone at Twitter. But these media companies, when they hire somebody, they just call Twitter and say, We just hired somebody. So that's what it is. I mean, you, it's, it's groupthink. That's at at the, the corporate level, basically. Uh, Eddie Bravo talks about how he got his. He says he got it through uh, Tony Ferguson.
3: Since he's a jujitsu guy, yeah. they ask him, He's like, Why don't you have a blue check mark? He's like, Oh, I don't know. And then next thing you know, Tony's teammates and fucking moves. And next thing you know, Bravo has a check mark. He's like, I didn't even want that shit. Jeez. Yeah, you have to know someone. Someone has to make a call.
0: I don't think it's Blue check specifically, but there is definitely some, like, I am I'm, I'm, I do a lot of research into Wikipedia and how that whole disinformation op- operation works, but uh, there's a lot of, I, I call it off-wiki off collaboration because that's what you would call it on there, but you have editors collaborating out of the sight of all the other editors and just to, to, to make sure that they're on the same page, message-wise, and make sure that before they come out with a public statement, that they're all thinking along the same lines, and so the off-Twitter collaboration, I guess, with Blue checks would be the equivalent, is that uh, they have these uh, mailing lists, like, wow. There was that uh, journalism jobs mailing list that came out a few years ago, more than a few years ago now, I guess, but it was a bunch of Washington and New York journalists who all had this mailing list that was private and that they would uh, discuss various uh, world events and they would all just be on the same page. And there are, I think, a lot of these mailing lists and 99% of them, we have no idea, exist. But it's it's safe to say that these people like to talk about themselves. It's brainwashing themselves. at journalism
2: school. I mean, to, to get a job in media and, and traditional that's media, you. you almost have to go to journalism school uh, or have some experience in journalism before that, however you got it. And that's where the brainwashing is done. And, you know, once you've gone through journalism school, it's really hard to, to learn to think. It should be the opposite of this, but really it's it's hard to think, uh, you know, critically of, uh, of the government. And yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean like dude, to me school is just teaching you to follow the rules.
2: Yeah, especially journalism school.
1: You know? So you if you hit um if you hit resources, here we go. Nope, that's not resources, recommendations. Let me find the page. If you go to recommendations on event, if it goes uh 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 sentryforhealthsecurity.org, your event 201, right? It goes public Private cooperation for pandemics, a call to action, and a list like the Event 201 Pandemic Exercise conducted October 18, 2019 vividly demonstrates a number of important gaps in the pandemic preparation, as well as elements of the solution between the public and private sectors that will be needed to fill them. Okay, John Hopkins Center for Health World Economic Forum and Bill and Melina Gates Foundation jointly proposed the following. And that just lists all the stuff, which is basically the government takes over everything and you beg the government to save you. You do what the government tells you to do. You stay home. You don't do anything. All the corporations basically work with the government, which is fascism. Basically they call for yep. fascism right here. The uh, this event 21 is calling for fascism so that the government basically works hand in hand with corporations. Which is fa- that is the definition of fascism right there.
2: And we are seeing more yep. there more bailout talk. I mean did we have, how 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 many bailouts do we have to give to banks before we learn the lesson that they just pay them out to The CEOs, Yeah, it's
0: just
1: like, you remember when we bailed them out last time and they were so angry because they weren't getting their bonuses? Imagine asking for your bonus when you just tanked your business.
0: That's why they built it into the thing the second time after the 2008 bailout. They were so embarrassed at having to grovel before Congress to get their uh, things and they couldn't get their bonuses. So they made sure that uh, in the... The, the tarp part of the tarp uh, legislation was that next time the bailout would be uh if not automatic then at least would not involve that one crucial step of like having to abase themselves before uh congress because th- that was not something they were used to doing they're used to just being rewarded for failing and then just going about their business and so that's that's how they got to that's how they keep getting propped back up that's how we had this bubble inflate so quickly it's I mean, it wasn't just student loans, although student loans had something to do with it. The mortgages were replaced by student loans as like the currency of choice to be collateralized and packaged and spindled and folded and mutilated. But that's another story. That's another 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 show that we're going to have you back on. And they say
1: it's
3: over till March, right? (laughs) To the end of March. But they're saying it's, uh, Trump just said it's going go to go July, August. How are people going to pay their mortgages? People live paycheck to paycheck. How's Yeah. pay anything? Yeah. People live paycheck to paycheck. It yeah. can only last two hours. It can only last two weeks. After that, people are going to freak
2: out. they well, like, I need news. to go to work. Uh, Mitt Romney has proposed legislation to send every American $1,000 uh, in the mail.
1: Do so. you think Yang's like, dude,
0: don't
2: jack my <laughs> swag, bro. <laughs> Yang must be happy as fuck.
3: He's Tulsi like, Gabbard points.
0: did that. Tulsi Gabbard did that with a, the. She wanted the, the universal basic income for this. Not 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 for a permanent thing, but she she was the one who proposed it in the house. I'm really surprised and kind of disturbed to hear that Mitt Romney or or are you joking? I'm not really exactly no, no, sure. No, no. He it's hard totally to tell if people did. are joking these days because everything is like such a satire in and of itself. But. Uh, Number seven on this
1: recommendations. Here it is. Number seven. Government and private sector should assign. There you go. Fascism. Assign a great priority to developing methods to combat misinformation and disinformation prior to the next pandemic, which is what we're seeing right now. On YouTube. How do we know this hasn't been a setup? What have they been doing? They've been clipping quote unquote conspiracy channels or alt news channels forever. This might be part of that. Here you go. You clip this stuff. You don't make it so you shadow ban everybody. Okay. So then this happens. And what's everybody listening to? CNN, yeah. MSNBC over and over and over again. And I'll throw Fox in on News on that. But I think their angle seems to be this is just a hoax. You know, and everybody thinks I'm crazy. I never listen, dude. What I've always said is this is a virus, okay? But the the reaction to it doesn't make sense, and I must stick by it until. And when I'm wrong, I'll do the I'll do the Game of Thrones walk of shame, where some large chick with a bell will just start yelling shame, shame. shame. I'll do it. I'll do it all over Twitter. I don't mind. What were you want to say, Helen?
0: No, I was just saying that uh, this this whole. Uh, control of information thing. YouTube even sent out a thing today that they're going to be doing more automated uh, banning because since I guess they they can't have employees coming into the office because of coronavirus. Now, since when do you have to come into an office to uh, rate and moderate YouTube videos. You can do that from your house. And I thought that a lot of them did. I mean, they have these third-party companies that they hired to do the moderating. I know people who work for those companies and uh, it doesn't involve going to an office necessarily. But uh, yeah, YouTube is now saying that because they can't have people going into the office that more of it's going to be done by algorithms. So expect more censorship, guys. Oh, fuck. Expect more censorship.
1: It's just, uh, and just...
0: This, this after they've just gone and say they're gonna uh, allow the monetization of coronavirus-related videos but uh, not, uh, not the wrong kind of uh, related videos. They have, they have to be special, uh, the right-think right videos.
1: So basically when we break this down, Helen, we have a group of elitists of all, all over, uh, all these different countries coming together, sitting down and basically planning out this kind of epidemic, of playing out a scenario that just happens to be, just happens to be, about the virus that we're going through right now how lucky are they right (laughs) and the scenarios in which it's gonna go and then the guy who funded the event is also on the board of the company that owns the virus that is doing the whole thing and that all the different scenarios they they played out in this simulation seem to be what they're doing right now am I wrong
0: well, the one thing that, I, that I'm not entirely sure on, though, is whether the patent on the coronavirus, because coronavirus is a term that includes a, a family of viruses. Is he Does he own a patent on this specific type of virus, or is it just on a coronavirus? Because there, there are a lot of different kinds of coronaviruses. Uh, that's the one thing that's been floating around that, that I'm not entirely sure about. The rest of it, however, yes, uh, Johnson & Johnson was one of the primary uh, figures in this event, 201. Johnson & Johnson is on the front lines, is trying to develop a vaccine. Obviously, Bill Gates is in both places. He's always in both places. Um, A lot of these other uh, companies, I mean, just the fact that the few countries that they chose to have representatives of their centers for disease control at this event, China and the U.S. and I believe it was only China and the U.S., but I would have to double-check the list of attendees. Like, you couldn't have picked a more uh, perfect or salient group of people. And I don't know if you have any of those uh, video clips queued up that I sent you, but if you watch the fake news reports that they did, I mean, it's basically ripped straight out of the headlines. Hold like, on, And, and hold this on. supposedly came before.
1: Which one do you want us to run? You had, all... He sends a bunch of them. The yeah, one if, ad- if
0: you can do like the there were there were two specific ones from the first video. Yeah, I got a minute. Um, uh, six, like uh, six forty six,
1: yeah. right? Okay, yeah. Hold on, and we're just we're dealing with some right now. I'm, I'm
0: gonna run and grab 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 some water while you. Play, all right. Play all that. right. right back. Well, here we go. We're gonna play
1: them. Hopefully she comes back. Hmm? Yeah, I'm connected should
3: all be.
2: Strengthen global health security.
1: Can you turn? I want to see ya? All right, here we go. So back though? Yeah.: yeah just quiet.
2: First, today, there are 200 epidemic events every year, and it hasn't always been this way. The number is increasing, driven by globalization, climate change, urbanization, deforestation and other trends of our modern world. In other words, we're in a new era of epidemic risk.
0: This, you know, and this, this is. Mention, uh, I want to stop him right there, actually, days, because um, if if we're supposedly in such a great technological advancement and uh, all of these uh, vaccines and other medical uh, marvels are are doing so well for humanity, how are we exactly at greater risk? And how are we in mired in more epidemics than ever before? Like, how does that even make sense? Like, nobody. I don't know. That 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 was the that was the focus. That was why I selected uh, Paul Bett particular clip because it totally goes against everything. as far as progress and pharmaceuticals being the agent of progress. I mean, I'm sorry. Ever since the the Flexner report switched to what medicine was supposed to be about from. Uh, being you know, the herbal remedies and uh, focusing on using the person's own natural immunity to fight pathogens and stuff to, oh, yeah, let's get these petroleum derivatives and uh, use those in whatever ways that we can find to be profitable. It seems like things have they went up for a while and then they went down. So here's another you know, thing I find
1: interesting. very interesting is that we, we have two hundred epidemics every year. I mean like two hundred. <laughs> I mean, like, what are we talking nope. about here? Yeah. So we have 200 of these, and why is this one so different than the other ones, which is everything everybody's been saying? This is no different than anything before. Why is this reaction any different? Because, you know, I mean, like, does this event 201 have to play with it? Is this what they, the one they waited for? And then, boom, it happens in whatever way it happens. We could agree or disagree on how that happens. Now, all of a sudden, everything they practice. They're putting in to play. It's just
0: unbelievable yep. to me.
3: Want to watch the yeah. other video?
0: It's um and uh, yeah, the idea that there are two, two hundred and one. Yeah, if, if you if you can. Uh, the 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 other one I think was the, the, nine... the there were like two from that first video that uh, yeah the, the the one around nine minutes something like that.
3: Nine thirty, that one right there, right?
0: Yeah, I'm I think sorry. that was it. And, I don't think we've ever been in a situation where we have had to respond to so many health emergencies at once. This is a new normal. I don't expect the frequency of these epidemics to reduce, and in fact, vulnerabilities all over the world, developed and developing countries, have increased, not decreased, driven by many, many factors, mainly uh, through human behavior, economic uh, development, uh, population density, uh, and many others. The scenario you will be presented with this morning could easily become one <clears throat> shared reality uh, one day. I fully expect uh, that we will be confronted by a fast moving, highly lethal pandemic of a respiratory pathogen. Oh
1: man, okay. Question
0: is, are all- we prepared to globally respond to the next major pandemic event? Are we ready to cooperate and perform Across countries and across sectors.
1: Okay, first of all, never trust anybody with that accent. Anybody with me on that one? We saw a skin lizard people skin. What?
3: Lizard people's skin. He's got that that skin we keep talking about that they all got.
1: Yeah, we know what we're talking about here. But I'm telling you, that guy's accent makes me like, okay, that guy's shady shit right there. Maybe that's non-scientific yes. talk. To-
0: definitely shady and i i don't it's not the i don't know if it's the accent or i mean you just look at him and he's like sweating a little bit and he he looks unwholesome there's something about him that's fundamentally Unwholesome. I mean, he, he looks like a William S. Burroughs character or something like, you, like you would read about in Naked Lunch. Like, <laughs> he's he's unwholesome. Let's put it that way. And yep. uh, I, that's not the guy I want to be taking my health advice from and listening <laughs> yeah. to him talk about how 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 all of the things that, by the way, that like these uh, WHO and UN and other international organizations that are supposedly all about the betterment of humanity, all of these programs are pushing us into, like increased population density, increased like technology- Agenda 21. All of these things that are supposedly great. Why are these all causing these diseases now? Like, he he never quite explains that. It's a little weird, but Uh, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's a great point. I don't want health. health uh, tips from a guy who looks completely unhealthy, right? That's like when you go to the gym and a fat guy wants to train you, right? You're like fat guy trainer. You're like, nobody wants fat guy trainer, dude. You want somebody who's kind of in shape, not a dude who's, like, who, who's got to take a moment to stretch because he's got to catch his breath, right? Am, am I, nobody's with me on that one. Are there any other videos?
3: Yeah, I got this one right here, though. Okay, let's
1: see. So far, about caps, the virus, the
0: outbreak, and the resulting chaos. CAPS is a novel coronavirus related to those viruses that caused the frightening SARS epidemic in 2003 and the deadly MERS outbreaks in recent years. Scientists think each infected person, in turn, infects on average two more people. This disease is proving more transmissible than SARS or MERS and about as contagious as influenza. Essentially, the cumulative number of cases is doubling every week. At this rate, we can expect to see 16 times as many cases in a month unless we find a way to interrupt transmission. The virus appears to be spreading rapidly in densely populated and impoverished neighborhoods in some megacities in South America.
1: So hold on. This is supposed to be like a fake newscast. Oh, my God. That's what's going on on TV right now
0: hmm yep oh, and uh, they just replace south america with china or whatever the country of choice happens to be it's like yeah, they, they swap the country out it's uh, it's the same thing it's literally the same thing i think they might have even repurposed some of those graphics i think i've seen those before
3: wow it's an oh. hour long
0: no no just we the don't first need
3: segment that. no i'm saying just the first segment's an hour long on like how they were going to handle every situation of the, of the pandemic. It goes to travel and trade. It goes to financial. It talks. It tells you exactly everything on step this by step.
1: Is a script being played in real life in real time? You know, I, I I don't know why it's happening. I think there's more to it, but I don't have an answer. I think it's interesting, it's- dude. I think it's interesting, dude. I think there's this is this event 20- two hundred one is very very much is like a sign of like what they intended to go down okay. and they just worked it out it was almost like a, a a a a punch up session you know like writers do on a script they're like okay everybody <laughs> let's uh, let's punch up the script and they basically got all the best minds together in this world and they punched up how they're going to play this out in real time i was telling johnny just wait till the
3: homeless person gets it in la they're all hang out together they all do drugs together they're all going to get it the question
1: it. is why haven't homeless people got it?
3: They sh- they should be the first ones, right?
1: Why is like all these incredibly rich people getting it and then these none of these homeless? P- I mean, they were talking about how we have like medieval plagues down there downtown in Holly in
0: in LA. They probably got the immune. It's just interesting <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, no, it's because uh, you're, you're hearing about it being spread at all of these, like, CPAC and Pac and the, the Brazilian uh, press secretary for Bolsonaro. All of these, like... Uh, VIPs that are supposedly getting it and spreading it to various world leaders and Jamie Dimon the CEO of uh, JP Morgan was even joking, supposedly joking about how he had a dream that everybody at Davos got it and died and it's like okay so you're joking about that yet like this was put on in collaboration with Davos I mean this was a World Economic Forum sponsored project like ha- having that imprimatur on it like that, that brings it to a whole new level of like this is the official like this is the plan for next year guys uh let's all get ready let's uh put in our input and decide how exactly we particularly want to profit off of this but uh, yeah and they they even like debate I think it's in the second video where they're talking about the um the travel stuff it's like well you know we there's one guy that's like the mustache twirling uh stereotype of the banker he's like in his uh, drawing room and stuff and then the other guy is supposed to be like the the more restrained alternative, but it's like, they're both deciding, well, we need profits are very important. Human life is important, but, but profits profits are are better. And it's like, so you present them with a false choice. It's uh, either profits more or profits, slightly less, but still human life is uh, an afterthought as always.
1: Helen, let me ask you a question uh, real quick. It, uh, so as you know, I mean, and maybe you don't know, uh, tons of CEOs have been stepping down like tons. T- I mean, like in a huge number, in the last, Two three years, like it's like 300, 400 CEOs, and in the re- in, in the recent weeks, we've seen like Disney CEO step down, uh, Bill Gates sit down, and the list goes on and on of these humongous CEOs stepping down from their uh, their companies. Do you know within the within the the conspiracy community, there is some thoughts about this Q movement and why they're doing it. But I also think that it is possible that they knew this was coming and that their prof they knew that all these co- companies were going to take giant hits economically and they didn't want that on their record do you think that's possible
0: it's a hell of a lot more likely than Q. Sorry, Q is a kind of a sad little Donald Trump uh, boosting psyop. And, 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 oh man, and, you uh, might no. be in trouble. but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this was uh, the, the petrodollar has been on a downward spiral for quite a while. Ever since, I mean, it used to be whenever somebody dropped the dollar to sell their oil, the U.S. would invade them. But uh, eventually, the U.S. Uh, ran out of the muscle to properly invade anybody. We only beat up on people that are about one one hundredth of our own size. So. If somebody 150th of our own size, like, say, Iran, uh, decides they're going to drop the, the, the dollar to do some of their oil trades, we can't really properly invade them. So once somebody does it and gets away with it, then more and more people do it and get away with it. And, I mean, you see China and I think even Russia is doing some oil trading in uh, denominations other than the dollar. So once that starts happening, the petrodollars days are uh, very much numbered. And so when that's gone, then the dollar is not worth anything, as uh, we were saying earlier. It's uh, the, a bunch of guys in a room decide that, yep, this piece of paper is going to be worth, this piece of paper is going to be really important, but uh, it's just those guys and their their opinions about that piece of paper. So um, I think these CEOs are getting out while the getting is good, and uh, yeah, they don't want that. Uh, they, this is what the, the carbon credit and the carbon exchange was also supposed to help do, is provide a, a shift. Uh, into something that would be slightly less painful than just completely crashing and burning. But it's still also the U.S. is going to have to get used to its uh, lack of hegemony pretty quickly, and that's not going to be a comfortable adjustment for whoever is in charge at the time.
1: No, I, I couldn't agree more, dude. I mean, it's coming. It just seems like everybody's trying to kick the can down the line. I think uh, for the longest time, the U.S. and these neoliberals, these neoconservatives and the zionists that are uh, you know that have their hands on uh, you know the controls of the government US government have been running rough shot the world and at some point uh you know there's going to be a blowback and we're seeing the push back against the petrodollar uh people like China Russia uh, Iran's trying to get. You're right. They've assassinated a million people, but these other com- countries are too oh, big for them no, to do that's, it.
0: That's assassinating million people. That's no. That that's not what they're doing. They're just they're trading. I guess to the U.S. that's uh, that's equivalent to assassinating. No, a but people. No, but they've assassinated but it's actually, the U.S. is assassinating their people. No, that's, no, no, that's no, different.
1: no. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, I think you misinterpreted what I was okay. saying.
0: Sorry. What
1: I was saying is they I, I, a million people was obviously exaggeration, but you know the assassination of all these leaders, whether it's Muammar Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein, these are all people who are rumored. To want to get off of the petrodollar and when they attempted oh, yeah. to do it, they were they were killed. That's that's what I no, was I thought, trying sorry. to say. I thought,
0: I thought you were saying that the the people who were that, that, that like the Iranians were killing the people. No, 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 the no. The U.S. No, no, is no, 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 no. indeed yes yeah. killing. Gaddafi's crime was uh, going on the uh, not only dropping the dollar, but going on the gold uh, or trying to get all of Africa onto the gold. That would have been a catastrophe for the U.S. That would have been a really. I mean, he was a. Uh, Libya had the highest standard of living in Africa. Libya was the the pearl of that part of the world for quite a long time. And what we did there is just completely unconscionable. And it's just one of many, many things that the U S has done in that part of the world that really, if any other country did that, they'd be, they'd never get out of jail. They'd be war crimes tribunal for the rest of their lives.
1: It's unbelievable to me, dude. It's unbelievable how we treat other people. And, how everybody just turns their backs man it just upsets me because you know i don't want to do that to people i don't i i i'm not okay with us you know Uh, we live in a bubble here and people i mean the way we hear you know yesterday joy uh reed on msnbc was like, why do we care what some guy voted on 30 years ago? You're like, are you fucking nuts? I mean, we live in a country that can't stop talking about slavery, which we shouldn't, okay? But yet nobody in this, uh, you know, oh, my God, we were a press movement talks about open-air slave trades in Libya right now. Nobody talks about it. Nobody cares. Why? Because that actually involves getting involved and doing something when you talk about something that happened 100 years ago 200 years ago you can't change it you can just cry about it all the time and it was wrong 100% but what were you allowed happen what Barack Obama allowed happen in Libya is sad man and I see stand up comics black comics out here making jokes about buying a slave for $400 I'm like how are you okay with that comedically How is that okay? When you get so offended when a white person mentions mentions the word black, people's buttholes just clunk up, but then you're okay with a black comic making a joke about buying an African for $400? That's happening in real time. That's a real human being. That's a real person that can't have say in what he does with his life because he's been thrown into slavery and nobody cares. And it drives me nuts. I got to do a show on it, dude, because I cannot believe this is not a bigger issue. We are supposed to care. We're going in and we're stop. Oh, he's gassing his people. He's got, ga- which he wasn't, Assad. We always want to go, if a dictator that we has oil or does something we don't like, farts in the wind, we go in there and we carpet bomb his country. But here we have actual people being hurt, thrown in cages, used for slave labor, and nobody cares. None of these boulets say anything. Where are the rappers who are talking it's- about it's- Libya. Go on.
0: Sorry, Helen. It's not even that they, they that they don't know. I'm I'm glad that you said that because it's something that people don't talk about enough, and, and, and you hear even at things like the the idiotic political debate uh, the other night. That n- there was nothing, no talk about foreign policy aside from a few words here and there, and most people in the U.S. don't even know that we're at war. Like th- that, we've been at war since nine eleven, since really before that. I mean, the whole thing in Yugoslavia was hideously illegal, and of course we use that too as oh, we're saving the people, we're saving those those poor people. Oh, we have to kill them to save them, but you know, it's better that we better that we kill them than that those people kill them. N- nothing of the sort was going to happen. But it's uh, nobody in this country country even knows that there's any of this going on. It's out of sight, out of mind. And oh, well, we, it, what's, it's really important that uh, there's, there's this huge pile of, uh, we have a, such a, a sexist and racist president, and that's the source of all evil in the world. And it's like, really? All of the stuff that we're doing, uh, all the millions of people that we're killing in the Middle East, that we've been killing in the Middle East, all of the, the governments that we're destroying and that we're uh, leaving to the predations of our terrorists who are actually, you know, setting people on fire, cutting their heads off, you know, things that terrorists do because that's the whole point of terrorists. I mean, we basically, along with Israel, of course, invented the concept of, like, political terrorism as, like, way of uh, running countries over there. Controlled yeah, paying for so, it all yeah, Between of it? the U.S. and Israel.
1: We pay for all of it. It just came out that uh, Netanyahu went to uh, uh, Qatar and begged them to keep funding Hamas. I mean, I told you that. I go, dude, there's no way Hamas is not controlled opposition the same way we pay for ISIS and Al-Qaeda. There's no way. Because Hamas is the whole reason they keep doing land grabs. Oh, they're sending uh, rockets into us. Why would these people who... Don't control their electricity, their water, or where they can go, when they can go, and all that stuff. Send rockets into somewhere when they know all hell will follow. It's because somebody, especially when
0: they can't control the damn rockets. Like, yeah. The rockets always <laughs> land in an open field and never hit anybody. It's like, and now they're trying to say that when they, when a rocket lands in a U.S. coalition base in Iraq, that oh, it was uh, it was the Iranians that did it, even though the Iranians have like real weapons that they can actually aim, and uh, they have no reason to send these stupid like cheesy bottle rockets over there. And even and then, oh, they or they're the Iraqi militias that are sending them. No, the Iraqi militias have uh, American weapons that we gave them. Like, why would they be using these stupid weapons? doesn't even pass the basic smell test but everybody is too preoccupied with the coronavirus to uh pay any attention to our military adventures and so you have the u.s slowly but surely pompego there is slowly but surely pushing us back into shit. this oh yeah we need a part three of the iraq war it's part one and two we're not good enough we yeah. need another one and let's throw iran in there for good measure it's uh, what's the worst that could happen
1: well helen you are great uh you know We don't agree on everything, but that's why I love it. I love having conversations with people that see the world different than me, and I can hear another side of the discussion, and I hope you had a great time, and I hope that The Swarm comes and checks out your YouTube channel because I can tell one thing in having this conversation with you that you are well-researched and you're very passionate, and at the end of the day, you really care about what you're doing, and you care about people that don't have a voice. OK, that can't get the word out and you go on all these different mediums and you get the word out. And for that, I respect and love you and I appreciate you spend a little time with us. So why don't you tell us, everybody where they can find on all your social media and your YouTube and your uh, website.
0: All right. Well, thank you for having me on. I did indeed enjoy myself. I'm glad I got a chance to talk to you and uh, sort of sh- exchange ideas, even if we didn't necessarily agree on everything. Like you said, that's what the good conversation is all about. Uh, you can find my website is Helen of um, It's like Helen of, De- of Troy, but uh, more, more explodey. I, um, I have a YouTube channel is uh, YouTube dot slash Helen of Destroy. Uh, Bitshoot slash Helen of Destroy if YouTube ever decides to yank my channel. Um, I have Twitter uh, as Velocirapture23. V-E-L-O-C-I-R-A-P-T-U-R-E 23. (laughs) Why do I make it so complicated? I'm not really (laughs) sure, but you know, that's what happens. And, uh, I do have other like s- social media, uh, minds and steam it. I have that are Velocirapture without the 23, but I don't really use those. And if anybody has like a, an, an idea of where people are moving after Twitter, is it VK? Like, is it, I, I certainly am not going to go back to using Facebook. I'm, I'm done with that, <laughs> but yeah, YouTube and Twitter mostly where it's at. And uh, in general, all my writings are collected at Helen of destroy.com. So that's uh, that's the place to go, and uh, yeah. So
1: join me on MySpace, Helen. Let's Hi. take back MySpace. Let's go back to MySpace. <laughs> Tom did it right. Live, live What about Live journal? I'm in. Live I'm journal. in everything. What about live Friendster? Journal. That poor website. <laughs> that guy had the idea, and they just ran, they destroyed him. Uh, Helen, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you spending some time talking about Event 201. Uh, I hope we can do it again. If you ever have any ideas uh, for another show, please come back on. Uh, you, The door is always
0: welcome to you. And
1: uh, we will do it again.
0: Please. Oh, I wanted to, wanted to add one, one more website uh, because since, so he's been making a lot of videos on my YouTube channel lately, uh, VoxNews.com, not to be confused with Vox.com. He's uh, he's a good one, and uh, like I said, he's one of the originals, so you should check his stuff out, too. Voxnews.com. How do you pronounce
1: your last name, Helen? I want to say it right. Bynis-ky. By Bajninsky? By, Helen Bajninsky. Bies- Byninsky. Please give it up. Thank you, Helen Byninski, for coming on. I appreciate you, your G, and uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. Be safe in New York. Take care of yourself and uh, keep raging, man. Keep raging. Rage into the night. Rage into the night because we need more people like you. And I appreciate your passion. And I will continue to check out your website and your YouTube. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. The tinfoil hat. Thank you. Deep homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's some interdimensional idea.